Welcome to a blind entrepreneurship bonus episode. We're going to do things a little bit different today because we are diving into a live webinar that was recorded a couple weeks ago uh, on Penji's Facebook page. It's something that we are slowly trying to uh, flush out and uh, put out into the universe. So it's just so we're able to create more content and deliver more value because it's something that we believe in heavily here at Penji is the ability to educate and to provide information to those who need it most. Today's webinar in particular is called The Future of Branding and we have Vic Steinman and Jason Cropera on the show. And how can one truly know the future of branding? And in, in this Penji Masterclass series, you'll realize that there isn't that one silver bullet that, you, that will be able to push you to the next level, but more so a series of actions that you could take starting today to better understand how important branding is to your business. Enjoy. I think Vic you know, said this great, following the journey of a customer, what are they going through? They're going to sit down and, and here's going to be their experience. And at every single touch point, um, you just want to try to be as authentic as possible and hammer home uh, what it is they need to do, what they're there to do. So um, we use a, a firm out of Chicago called Codal, um, and they had a, a great designer out of London um, put together quite a bit of our design, and it came out great. Um, but it was it was all about trying to you know stay true to who we are, what our value proposition is, and then also try to differentiate uh, in the marketplace in some way in terms of colors. And Vic, in, in terms of uh, you, when you're talking to a client, uh, whether it's a new or even existing business, um, how, how are you able to further define what the person wants uh, to convey when it comes to their brand? Um, it's, uh, it's, I think it's rooted mostly in, in process. So if you have a strong process for how you do things, you can kind of look at it as uncovering a thing rather than thinking up a new thing. Um, and what I mean by that is you can sort of look to reference materials, look to the past, look to existing brands and try to uncover what's working for them and what relates to your client and, and try to sort of dig up some of those things. You know, we always try to include a story and a concept into all of our, all of our brands, no matter what we're working on. And uh, the stronger you can make that come through and uncover that, then the stronger the end brand is going to be. Mm. The, my next question that I have is about storytelling. So we have a good foundation of, of branding, what it means, and potentially even the future. But storytelling is such an important aspect. Uh, what does storytelling mean to you? Um, I would say I look at it just as sort of visual storytelling from a branding point of view. Um, you can you can tell a story and let other people sort of uncover it uh, through your brand. And, um, you know, you can, you can do that in a similar way that you would brand a space. You know, if you're telling a, a story, you can, you know, have part of it on your website, have, have a little part of the brand story in the environment um, and let people sort of uncover it that way. And I think it's like having a little bit of mystery around it and not beating people over the head with like, here's our story, here's, here's the concept behind our brand can actually be beneficial a lot of times. Um, you know, 
giving people the benefit of the doubt, giving your customers like the benefit of the doubt that they're smart enough to, to like figure it out is cool. Um, it kind of lets everyone sort of participate in the brand. How about yourself, Jason? Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I will say that we don't, um, we don't look at the storytelling in terms of telling our story. I don't think any of our users um, on the app or, or also on our software for the event organizing care about how we came you know, to be. Uh, and most people, when they hear storytelling, that's what they think. But um, to Vic's point, it's more about um, letting the product speak for itself um, and, and having people discover. We, we added a lot of design elements that enhance our brand um, on empty screens where typically if you don't find something, you're let down and there's nothing, it's ghost town, so you leave. Um, and so we kind of push the storytelling through that. Uh, that creates some brand authenticity. That creates... Uh, the users are actually building the story as they, as they explore the app and they find new things. They're saying, this is a cool brand. They start to actually fill in the pieces of who we might be as the storyteller on this product uh, through their experience throughout the app. And I think we do it really good. For example, when you don't have any contacts, when you come on, um, when, or when you go to the in event chat, uh, we always have a nice animation um, and a little, a little icon that tells you no one's here yet, but then we lead them to that next action. So there's a bit of discovery um, in it. And I think that when people kind of work around your product enough, the, the story becomes more clear to them. I, you, you said something uh, about brief, very briefly about tracking and seeing what people like and, 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 and et cetera. There's two different elements of tracking success when it comes to branding. From an agency side, it might be a little bit difficult, but from an app side, it might be the software that your service that you would inevitably use. How are you, Jason, how are you able to track the experience and how are you then able to apply based off of that data? Um, so, so let me just understand here. So you mean tracking their yeah movements. like if if you find yeah tracking their movements um and then what have you found from like a research perspective in order to make the experience better based off of that data totally totally so so we track almost every single event every tap um when when we put out a message that we we'd like you to do this and we have a call to action button uh, we track whether or not that that happens whether you click that button um these are all events that we look at and also from, from emails that go out. So emails or push notifications, uh, everything is branding. And if, if um, we notice very quickly, we have a great chief marketing officer uh, here who lives in Philadelphia now. Um, she's constantly monitoring all of this information. If push notifications aren't getting open, it's design thinking in general doesn't just happen from a putting the product out. That's a mindset throughout the entire organization where if you're not getting results, you're iterating rapidly. Um, you're going to put out a, a new a new message. You're going to change up the logo. You're, you're really A/B test almost everything. So we um, we're constantly looking at all of the the different pieces. I'll also say, on our quote storefront on the Google Play Store and the Apple App Store, those are places as well where the branding is really critical. We have a lot of statistics that people don't look past the first screenshot. Uh, they don't read past the first paragraph. So we really have to show what we're all about immediately. Uh, and if that's not compelling, people just move on. And so we, we need to get even better at, at putting up new 
um, new signs all the time just to, to try to narrow and get down to the core message uh, with the best graphic to, to convert people to the app. Vic, how about yourself? How, how are you able to track the success of your, of your work? Um, I think working with small businesses on, you know, print and production projects um, sort of eliminates the need to do a whole lot of user testing because um, it's kind of simple. If a business is succeeding and the space looks beautiful, uh, you can, and you know, a restaurant opener, a restaurant owner is opening other restaurants um, and doing well financially, you know that you're doing something right. But I mean, for what I do and what we do at True Hand Society, it's just a really small part of an overall business. So, you know, after we, after we pass off that brand and we know that at the end of the day, we did the best job we could do. Um, it's kind of then up to the restaurant or the small business or whoever it is um, to implement it and, uh, you know, hopefully keep, uh, you know, kind of tapping us um, to keep working with them. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's a little less like user testing and A-B testing and more of just if the business succeeds or not. Well, so I actually want to uh, dive in a little bit deeper in that because you you mentioned something along the lines of uh, like if the if they are successful and in yeah. how to uh, go beyond that success, but from like a brand's perspective, and you can start from like the clients that you've worked with in the past uh, to brands that you see online. How do you believe that brands come? organizations how do you think that they should be interacting with their audience base whether it's like their prospects whether it's their uh their customers etc and Vic if, if you want to start yeah um I think that now with social media that's like the number one thing I mean it's like the the big sort of wow factor when you when you create branding is like you know what's the thing that that someone's going to take an instagram photo of and it sounds silly but um that's a huge way to for something to get popular i mean now a lot of businesses can almost put their entire marketing budgets into just social media um and be successful that way so i think that's like the biggest thing in 2019, but obviously there are lots of little things that can help really push a brand, like creating, you know, really thoughtful print pieces, direct mail pieces, postcards, things like that, that are, I think, often overlooked now because of social media and because of digital marketing, um, creating things that make a brand feel real can be really cool. So, um, mm -hmm. I think any opportunity to convince a client to go with a print piece um, and, and put some marketing budget towards that is always a really awesome opportunity because it just, it makes the thing feel real in it and it lets people interact with it in a tactile way. Very cool. That's great, sir. Yeah, I would think, um, I would think Vic too, just from your perspective, being at an agency, um, you know, I w if I was in your position, I'd always want to leave the business owner or the, the, the business unit with this thought, hey, this. we can come up with graphics for you and we can give great menus. And 
you know, have, have all these things that make it look nice and even start to drive some business if it's a new business. Um, but you've got to live it. You know, the outfits people are wearing, the, the servers, um, the food, is it coming out hot? Is it coming out quick? Um, those are all touch points where I think everyone's been burned. Great logo, great marketing. We get in the store and the experience just doesn't live up to it. So um, it, there may be some disconnect. I'm sure that you can probably point to a few instances where you guys did what you believe to be a solid job. And then, you know, the execution from the, from the business standpoint just wasn't there. Yeah, absolutely. I've definitely, it's definitely been the case before. And um, we, we always try to, you know, even if it's something as simple as uh, mocking up something that maybe wasn't in the original scope of the project, but allowing them to see, you know, this could be a really cool thing if you were to make it and providing them with that just to leave a little bit of an inkling, like of yeah. thought for them, you know, what if we, you know, got custom matches made and left those on, on the table for customers mm -hmm. at the front of the coffee shop, just cool little thoughtful stuff like that, that they might not think um, really like helps plant the seed for the future. And like I said, hopefully, you know, after you, develop a relationship with a new client. It's not a situation where you're just kind of like walking away and handing off uh, a brand to them. Um, but the hope is always that we get to stay on and continue to create things for them. Yeah. And Jason, from a digital perspective, um, how, how do you believe, or even yourself, you can answer like what you're doing your own. How, how should brands interact with their customers? Well, I think uh, <clears throat> I think it's it's a hundred percent driven by the the customers themselves. So we have I wouldn't say abandoned certain channels on social, but we we put a lot more focus on the channels where we see engagement and we see the type of business offering that we have. Where are those people, and what do they want to talk about? So we've made a strategic decision, even from ourselves. Um, on social, we put out certain messages, we put out uh, memes, networking tips, and then a large portion of our discussion on social is highlighting our event partners. So the way we distribute our app is by giving away a free software to event organizers. And then we do them a solid by highlighting every single event that they have and giving these opportunities for existing users to buy tickets and attend these face-to-face -face networking events. And so or highlighting the partners and giving people networking tips. Um, but we don't, we don't really stray all that much from, from that. And we also focus mainly on Twitter and Instagram, uh, Instagram being just super visual. You know, we can show on Instagram very clearly social proof that people are at these events using the product and they're enjoying it. And that's harder to convey with um, some of the algorithms that Facebook has now. Um, and then, you know, LinkedIn, it's not that we, we're not there. It's just that our core target segment doesn't want to engage with a brand like this in that medium uh, right now. Mm -hmm. So it, it, I would say, in short, it's just driven by the customer and more so by what they want to hear than what we want to say. And, and that's really important. So we're, we're always mindful of the messaging that we're putting out. Yeah, super, super critical. I'm sure it takes both your perspectives um, how long have you, has it taken to get a message to the point where you, you feel that it's, it's, it has substance. Like, 
again, I'll speak to my own example. We had so many different ideas and verbiages that we've used in order to get Penji's point across. But I'd like to hear, Jason, like how long did it the, the, the brand's messaging and guide? I'll say it's still a work in progress. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and I know it's still a work in progress. And I know that we still have work to do because when I tell someone or when they visit our site um, or, or we do a pitch somewhere and someone says, oh, so it's like LinkedIn. Mm. I say, oh, no, it's not at all like LinkedIn. Uh, so I say, what have I conveyed? Where did I go wrong in, mm. in stating this that caused this person to believe that it's another social media? rather than something that uh, holds all your social media and gives them to people as you wish. Uh, and so we're, we're constantly looking at that brand messaging. We're trying to make it more simple. We're trying to make it more effective. That's something that we talk about internally all the time. So I will say that uh, when we, we'll know that we got there, when we can say one or two sentences and someone just, I'll, I'll say our, our core target market, when we, I'll say we're there with our core target market. Because mm -hmm. when I explain what we do, in one or two sentences, they go, that's great. This is awesome. Can I download it now? I want to get it. This is really cool. And they get it immediately. Um, but for other folks who may not be um, so digital savvy, uh, our target market are socially active urban millennials. And we yeah. try not to stray from that. But when anyone goes outside of that, then it takes some more convincing or, or more language. And anytime you're talking more, it's a bad thing. So we know that we have to, we have to get a little better on our messaging. I don't think we're quite there yet. And I, and I think that's an honest answer. And I appreciate that. I think every startup in any business, uh, unless you're on the, uh, the stock exchange only then, and maybe then maybe, maybe I'm wrong. They still probably are figuring out Vic. I'd like to hear from an agency perspective, the idea behind messaging. Um, what are some techniques that, that we maybe we could use now in order to determine what our brand is and, and how to properly convey it. Yeah. I mean, I think Jason touched on it, but it's always like an organic thing that kind of comes about. Like uh, you can't always expect right off the bat to kind of nail it and for people to understand what you do right away. I mean, it's kind of a stretch to even say that True Hand is an agency. I would call it more of a studio, but at the same time, like I mentioned earlier, being a, a branding shop and a tattoo studio in one um, is not always clear to everyone because it's not a thing that exists anywhere else. <laughs> um, so I still get asked all the time, like, oh, or do you design tattoos? And, you know, a lot of times we find ourselves explaining, like, no, we actually do branding for businesses mm. like graphic <laughs> design uh and then there's also a tattoo studio in the same building um so i think just you know it it's tough to really like to nail that especially if you were really doing something unique mm. um so we're always working to to try to you know make our website clearer make our social media show more of an inside look of what we're doing so that people can participate in the brand and understand what we do. So as we wrap this conversation up, uh, I have a couple more questions. I want to just ever so slightly sway the conversation into 
the future, again, the future of branding. And we've talked about it. The first question that we asked was, what is the future of branding? But I'd like to hear a little bit more about the current aspect of graphic design and the current trends that are happening. So Vic, what are some trends that you see becoming more popular that maybe weren't as cool uh, before? And, and I think your perspective is like, I feel like you're bringing old school back because if you, and all the links will be in the comments here, but if you look at Vic's style, it's very like, I don't know, I don't know. How would you even describe your style? Uh, well, I would hope that other people would describe it as being timeless. Um, what I try to do and what we try to do as a studio is to put a contemporary spin on, you know, timeless and vintage style design, um, which, you know, is maybe could be described as a trend, but we're always trying to push against that trend. And, you know, no matter where I've been in my career, I've always tried to stay away from what's trendy. Um, I think that that that's an easy thing to fall into um, is to just follow the latest trend. And you're always going to be kind of chasing that wave, but you're always going to be two steps behind because someone else is going to be setting that trend. I think if you, you know, try to make your worst, your work timeless and, um, you know, rock solid, then you, then you're never going to be out of trend. Um, so it's, I think you can kind of, you can give that a healthy push and kind of push back against the trendy thing and be successful. That's what I've always tried to do. Jesus, how about yourself? What are what are some trends uh, in the world of graphic design or branding um, that you see becoming more popular today? Uh, well, from our perspective, just building mobile products, um, there, there's a lot of great designers. I mean, so many that I follow on Instagram that I'm so impressed by their by their work, what they do. Um, in terms of you know new trends, I, I think that things are just getting more simple um they're from from the digital aspect um a lot a lot more uh customizable i see i see experiences just trying to funnel people right from the get-go get them get them to their final destination a lot quicker um i've been actually you know self-learning doing some other um courses on on um graphic design digital design um, the psychology of online sales, things like that, just to try to keep up with what I see is just tremendous amount of design. And um, for us, it, it's just, it's a little more difficult to, um, it's, it's more difficult for a software company in some, in some respects to push the envelope because you have to take into account that these, these users, they're using a lot of other apps. And those apps teach them how things should behave. And when you go outside of that box, uh, it, breaks, it breaks their train of thought. And it, it might not always be a good thing. So they expect things sometimes to be in certain places. So you have to really pick and choose where you can push the envelope, where you can surprise and delight them, where they didn't see that coming before. Um, but in terms of navigation, there's, there's ways. Uh, Snapchat, for example, they have... They have a, a great following, so they and it's a younger audience, so they can afford to do some things that your average traditional brands like Facebook would never uh, force you to discover how the app behaves. 
Mm. They, you know, they just can't. They're, they're much more intergenerational where you have uh, 13 year old kids and 65 year old retirees on the same platform and they all have to know how, to, how it works. Where Snapchat, there's a little more discovery. So we're, we're trying to um, evolve and, and have those places where we can push our brand and, and surprise people. But um, it, it's a lot more difficult because you also want to, you, you want to have the things that people expect you have to also hit on those and it has to be kind of cohesive all in one. Very cool. Well, gentlemen, it was an absolute honor having you guys on this, this webinar. We really appreciate your insights. I like to give you guys the next 30 seconds to, to a minute, whatever you want to do to explain how people can follow you, how people can learn more about your businesses, potentially download the app, sign up for either a tattoo or some type of branding support. Uh, Jason, we'll start with you. How can people find you? Yeah, well, first of all, Jonathan, thanks so much for hosting this. I really appreciate the opportunity. And, and Vic, it was great to, to chat here with you. Uh, so our app is out on, on Android and iOS. So you can just go to the Play Store or Google or uh, the App Store, uh, type in Contap. We'd love for you to download it. You can search for me and connect with me. Uh, the platform allows you to just swap whatever you want. So you can share Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat with me. Uh, and love, love to connect with you and hear your thoughts. Also, if there's anyone out there who um, is an event organizer or knows someone who organizes events, we've got a free software uh, right from contapsocial.com where you can create, host, and manage events uh, seamlessly for free. So uh, give that a try or, or shoot me an email. If you want to connect with us on social, almost everything is Contact Social. So at Contact Social on all major social medias, we'd love for you to follow us and check out the good work we're doing. Very cool. And as a reminder, all of the links will be in the comment section. So people can go ahead, click, connect, sign up, whatever it may be. But go, go right ahead, Vic. How can people find out where, uh, how to be a part of the True Hand Society brand? <laughs> um, yeah, again, uh, thanks, Jonathan, for, for having me on here. Jason, it was awesome chatting with you. Um, I'll definitely have to give Contact a download after this. And uh, if you want to find me, same deal, um, just Vic Steinman, at Vic Steinman on, on all social platforms for my personal stuff. And you can find us uh, at True Hand Society for all studio-related things. Um, April 26th and 27th, we're having a grand reopening for True Hand uh, at the new space. It's in a 150-year-old converted church. And you can come in, there will be 35 tattoo artists from all over the country tattooing for two days. Um, you can come in, see the space, get a tattoo or don't. And uh, Saturday, April 27th, we'll be having an, an after party that's sponsored by Love City Brewing and Resurgent Whiskey. And you can come in, hang out, see the space, have a drink and uh, get to meet us. So. Very cool. And, and I have to say, I've been at the True Hand Society uh, mausoleum, uh, the church, so <laughs> to speak, and it is absolutely amazing. So if you guys are in the Philly area and you want a tattoo, or maybe you don't want a tattoo, uh, I think it's an absolutely great experience. And what better way to get a tattoo from, from like really talented people in a badass store? But to those of you that are still watching, still listening, we really appreciate it. We will be doing this on a weekly matter from now until the end of time. So you can expect a lot of incredible insights, a lot of like Vic and Jason. 
And guys, thank you so much for your time. Everybody else, go out there and execute your vision. Everybody have a great rest of your day.